Hey everyone, welcome to Marketing for Designers podcast. I'm your host, Masha Coyne, a messaging strategist and a copywriter for the interior design industry. I've been marketing for what feels like forever in my past career at some of the biggest global firms like KPMG and Deloitte. Today, I write website copy for designers using my signature voice of customer framework. If you're a designer looking to up your marketing game and attract premium clients, this podcast is for you. Each week on the show, we're going to be talking all things marketing, from branding to messaging to social media, SEO, and so much more, so you can have all the tools you need to grow your business and attract your dream clients. Hi, guys. Welcome back to Marketing for Designers podcast. So today is an interesting topic, and I'm mindful of the fact that I'm probably going to say it every single week, that it's an interesting topic today, so get used to it but I love chatting all things marketing. So let's geek out on these things, on these marketing things together. So today I want to talk about seven common mistakes designers make on their website. I go through hundreds, hundreds of design websites on any given month when I'm writing copy for uh, my interior design clients. So I see these things all the time. So I thought this is a good list. This is a good list of seven common mistakes to go through. And I was just on another podcast uh, earlier covering this very topic. And it's such an important one that I thought, why not bring it to my own listeners on my own podcast? So this may be a pen and paper kind of an episode. So if you're driving, no worries. But if you're not, grab a pen and paper, jot these down, then go to your own website and see if you're making any of these mistakes. Okay, so let's get into it. Coming in at number one, the first mistake interior designers make on their website is attempting to appeal to every possible website visitor. So what ends up happening is the impact of your messaging gets diluted if you're trying to speak to everyone. The result is really generic copy that fails to resonate deeply with any one particular group. And the problem with that is in not having a clear understanding of who your ideal client is. Without this critical piece of knowledge, it's challenging to really come up with copy that speaks directly to the needs and desires and pain points of your target audience. So one way to solve this is spend some time defining your ideal client profile. And I know you've heard that before. Anytime you're hiring you know, a branding expert or a graphic designer, a website designer, most people, most experts will start by sending you a questionnaire to find out who your ideal client is. So that's no surprise at all. This stuff is very important. So, and I'm not talking about just the demographic information and style preferences and budget ranges and all of these things, but I'm talking about pain points. Like what are the pain points your ideal audience is experiencing and feeling, what are their aspirations, what are their dreams, hopes, needs, um, what language resonates with them, what are some of their hesitations or objections, what are some of the questions that they typically have when they come to your website or when they uh, first hire an interior designer, who influences their decisions. So all of these questions, I actually ask all of these questions during my client interviews because that's important to know. So Pick one client, pick pick one particular group and speak to that particular group on your website. Because I'm going to repeat that again. If you're attempting to appeal to every possible visitor, your messaging is diluted. It's not going to resonate 
with the audience, with the ideal audience that's actually important to resonate with. So that's number one. Number two, neglecting copy above the fold. So we know what's above the fold. It's that, uh, that upper part of your website right before your website visitors start scrolling. So the typical, what, I, what I typically see, the mistake that I typically see is either no copy at all, just a photo of your beautiful work, or there's some type of generic statement that doesn't really say much about anyone um, or anything. Um, and it says something like, I don't know, beautiful interior design or something like that, something generic. It's the first thing. So you're above the fold is the first thing that you see when people land on your website. Think of it as the entry point in your home. It's the first thing that people see when they walk into your home. It draws you in. It sets the context. It sets the vibe, the atmosphere, everything. So what happens is that you're letting your work, if you don't have any copy or not even a generic statement and it's just a photo of your work, you're letting your work do the talking. And while I know that a picture is worth a thousand words, but in reality, images and words work in tandem. You do need a headline. The goal of the headline is to get people curious enough to take the next step. So don't think that the headline needs to communicate absolutely everything, you know, who you are, who you serve, uh, what you do, what kind of services you have. No, it, it doesn't need to do all of that. All the headline needs to do really is to get people curious enough to take the next step, not to reach out and schedule a consultation, but simply to take one single next step, which is to scroll down, to scroll down a little bit, to continue browsing on your website to continue getting to know you and your services. You want to keep them longer on the website. So do not neglect copy above the fold. You need words, not just the pictures above the fold. Okay. Mistake number three that I often see on interior design websites is failing to build trust. And what it is, is that not including any social proof on your website. What is social proof? Social proof is something that builds trust. It's tied to the idea that people are more likely to trust and follow the actions of others. So things like customer testimonials, customer reviews, certifications, awards, um, featured in banners, like publication features, industry publication features. Those, are, those, those items act like social proof. And customer testimonials specifically build the most trust. Those are the most effective social proof. So make sure you've got customer testimonials and other types of social proof sprinkled strategically on your website. Mistake number four is failing to differentiate. It's kind of like if you're not differentiating, you're blending in. So what that means is you're not highlighting your unique value proposition. And there's a hundred terms for this. Uh, you know, your secret sauce, your X factor, your uh, unique value selling proposition, UVP, USP, you can call it, you know, many different names, but basically it's the thing that sets you apart from interior designers. If your website is not featuring that, you're simply blending in. And the example that I often give uh, when I'm talking about this topic is if, one of your um, ideal clients had a hundred tabs open on, on their screen and they land on your website. Would something stick? Would something hook them on your website? Would your website be the memorable one? 
or would it blend in with, you know, 99 other websites or tabs that they've got open on their, on their screen. So make sure your unique value proposition, your secret sauce, your X factor is very clear. It's got to be front and center on one of your core pages. I would advise probably on your homepage. Okay. So number five is mistake. Number five is ignoring potential objections and hesitations. So I often hear when I ask that question of my clients, you know, what are some of the hesitations or objections that uh, your clients typically have? Most of them would say money, the investment, but that's not necessarily true. That is not the only potential objection or hesitation that your clients may have. The goal of your website messaging is not only to address the questions that uh, your prospects may have, but also proactively anticipate them. So your website messaging needs to answer the questions that your clients have in their heads when they're reviewing your website copy, when they land on your website. So I'll give you an example of a few common objections. It could be things like what your customers may be thinking. What if I don't like the design that you come up with? How do revisions happen? Uh, do I have to be involved in the project? How involved? How collaborative the project is? Um, what does the process look like? Uh, all of these questions are in your client's head. And if at least one client have, has ever asked you one of those questions, I guarantee you that there are other people, other potential clients are thinking the exact same thing. So what you want to do is for your website copy to actually proactively address those questions. And the way to do that, you could have, there are a couple of ways. You could do like a FAQ section on your website. You could have an entire FAQ page on your website, like a dedicated FAQ page, but you could also do that on your process or services page. You, you can simply build that content or weave that content inside your uh, process, overview of your process. So so that when clients and potential clients are reviewing your process, those questions are getting answered. And it also, it also showcases that you are transparent about the whole thing, about the process. So you definitely want to address uh, these questions and objections in order to minimize them, to help uh, your audience feel a little safer about reaching out. Okay, number six is missing the personal touch. As humans, we crave connection. And I don't know about you, but I make decisions based on my emotions, more probably more than based on my logic. And I have a feeling that other people do the same. So when you include something personal on your website, it builds a connection. It helps people find something that resonates with, with, with them. It helps, it also helps to humanize your brand. So make sure to include a personal touch. I'm not saying go and, you know, talk about your family or your personal life on your website because it is your interior design business website, but including those uh, little personal touches create an emotional connection with the audience. And that's what you want to do. You want to create an emotional connection. You want to give your audience something to resonate with. Okay. And the final mistake that I see interior designers make on their website is including weak or vague calls to action or actually not including calls to action at all. And you absolutely need a call to action on every 
uh, core page of your website because you need to tell, you need to guide your visitors through the website. You need to encourage engagement. And ultimately, you want to drive up those conversions. You want them to take that next step. You are the host of this party. You got to tell your visitors where uh, where to go next. What do you want them to read next? Do you want them to learn about your brand? Do you want them to read about your brand story? Do you want them to see the kind of services that you offer? Do you want them to review the, your process and what's it like to work with you? Tell them what you want them to do next. Don't just expect them to find that contact us button. You want to encourage that action. And uh, simply including things like click here or start your project or reach out or let's chat, that's all good. But it's not really compelling me to take that next step. Like some strong examples would be schedule your design consultation, ready to transform your home, book a personal consultation with our design expert today and take the next step towards creating your dream space followed by a button, schedule my consultation. That's a good one. Uh, whereas click here or start your project is not really compelling me to want to take that next step. So make sure you include a strong call to action and make sure it's on every core page of your website. So that was it. These are the seven common mistakes that I see interior designers make on their website. Hopefully you found it insightful. You found it interesting. Hopefully you're not making too many of these mistakes on your own website. I would love to hear what you thought about this episode. This was nice, short, and sweet. And I think that's how I'm going to keep my solo episodes uh, short and um, actionable. Would love to hear what you thought about this one. Thanks so much, and I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Marketing for Designers. This is Masha Cohen signing off. See you next week.